Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to the Game Boy. Podcast. My name is Lux. <laughs> My name is Lux. I'm your host. And with it. me as always. I was impressed. Uh, he's so hot. He started wildfires in California. It's Griffin Davis. Uh, yeah, and they're burning all the way to New York City, baby. Well, that is- I saw something online that was like uh, uh, a news article from like 110 years ago in the newspaper that was like uh, coal consumption might be causing a hotness that will last a long time. It's like Whoa. global hotness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the way Dang. that sounds. Well, well <laughs> spotted. Um, but you know what? Uh, we're going to mix things up a little bit today. We're introducing our guest uh, right at the top of the show. You know, we're not going to make our guest wait so he can get in on the fun. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Stephen Lowe. Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, for thanks for coming, coming on. <laughs> Thanks for joining the game, boys. Uh, Stephen Lowe, you're a very funny sketch comedian. You have a beer oh, podcast. You. We do. You're a, you're do. all sorts of doing all sorts of stuff. But we're we're gonna get to you. I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask you to sit and remain patient because we have some really important stuff to talk about, Lux. Which yeah. is what video games are you playing? Well, right now I'm playing a game for the Nintendo Switch called P Cross, mm. and it's like it's like a puzzle game where you like fill in dots on a grid. And sort of like math puzzles. But here's the thing that's been driving me crazy about it. It's very fun to play. But at the end of each level, when you fill it out, there's like a pause. And it's like, what is this thing going to be? And then it's like, you know, a butterfly or whatever. But none of the shit you make looks anything like the game says it is. Wait, so it like doesn't look like a butterfly? Not like it'll like they'll like wipe it, do a wipe over it. And it'll like color in and like totally change the image. And it becomes a butterfly. <laughs> <Okay>. Sure. <laughs> it's like, like a constellation thing, but it turns into like a unicorn. Yeah, but you made like a triangle. Like, yeah, it's like two <laughs> triangles next to each other. And they're like butterfly or it's like a square. And they're like Vatican City. I like uh, I like an educational game that teaches you like really wrong facts. That's really yeah, funny. It's like really good for teaching you math and really bad for teaching you image recognition. <laughs> um, but it's a very good game. I suggest, if you have a switch, I suggest it. It's a very are you a good. switch? Are you a switch ad- adopter? No, you haven't adopted um, the switch yet. I. I- just bought like a Nintendo 3DS like okay. six months ago. All yeah, right. I, I'm a patient game. You're on a different path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the 3DS. A, the, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, honestly, even maybe including the Switch, I use the 3DS more than anything else because I need to play all the sweet RPGs on them. Because mm-hmm. all the best RPGs are on the 3DS. That's just that a, is true. <laughs> they they it, it actually really annoys me when I continue to see cool games like announced for the 3DS. It's just like why the Switch is here. Yeah, at least port it. I think Radiant Attorney is coming out on the Switch, and if it's not, ooh. Um, but uh, what you, yeah, what you, thank you, you for playing? asking what I'm playing this week. I just uh, asked. I, just, I got it in first. I got it wow. in first. Now you look like an asshole. I said um, first. <laughs> I'll have Haley edit it, so I asked first. Uh, um, I am playing, like I admitted last week, the new World of Warcraft expansion. Uh, you know what? This episode is going to come out a week from now, but the expansion released yesterday. And may I say, it's very good, Lux. I highly recommend it. Yeah, you were extremely enthusiastic about it during our uh, quote-unquote pre-production phone call. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just a good game now. It's just like a game that you can play for two hours and feel satisfied and not have to like spend eight to ten hours. I mean, I did, but I could have spent two. Well, here's the thing. Is like, is it a game where you can spend two hours? Or is it a game where it feels like you can only spend two hours, but it tricks you into spending ten hours? It could definitely trick you, but uh, I just think, like, uh, it's a game that's almost 15 years old. uh, And these last two expansions have done so much to make it feel fresh and new and, like, a game worth playing in 2018. This definitely feels like a game worth playing in 2018. They're bringing all this, like, new story and all these characters from the original Warcraft games that are having big hands in the events that are going on. It's just fun. It's just fun. And uh, I'm probably going to play way too much of it. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And uh, I'm not going to play it because I hate games online with strangers. Um, <laughs> they make me uncomfortable and I don't think they're fun. Steven, before I ask you what game you've been playing, did you ever play World of Warcraft? Uh, no. Yeah. Never got into any of those like um, MMOs. Yeah. Like uh, it was more of like a Playing like sports games, um, like a lot of the, like NBA doing career mode, stuff like that. Stuff where it's just like repetitive, but it doesn't feel like grinding. It's more like, you know, like even the game today that I'll be talking about is like just spending hours doing a creator wrestler <laughs> and then maybe only using him for like two hours to play the game itself. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, my parents would be like, why is the same music just 
playing for six hours in the living room. I'm like, I'm <laughs> making a wrestler. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so going back to your childhood, where'd you grow up? Grew up in Diamond Bar. Diamond Bar. Yeah. Interesting. So where Snoop Dogg lives. Oh, okay. So it's in California. Currently or where Currently, you grew up? It's okay. So it's a nice uh, neighborhood. Yeah, he lives in uh, what was once an equestrian neighborhood, and now it's just uh, a neighborhood. Does that mean that everyone rode around on horses? Or everyone was horses? Everyone was horses? Yeah, it was just a bunch of horses walking around, (laughs) delivering mail. And they hated video games. (laughs) That was back, yeah, that was back when they had cities divided up, keeping the horses in, like, the horse neighborhood (laughs) and, like, the lions. And now it's a metaphor for, like, urban segregation, and we should move on. Um... (laughs) But okay, so you grew up there, and did you play a lot of games like in a uh, in Diamond Bar, the coolest named place any of our guests have been from? Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, one just to loop it back to Snoop one more time. Uh, there used to be a warehouse music in Diamond Bar, and every one of my friends except for me saw Snoop Dogg there renting N64 games, and he'd be like, "Oh man, <laughs> Wait, hold on, renting? Why didn't he just yeah. buy them?" <laughs> Because he, he's a reasonable man. He's like, I'm not going to buy something without test driving it first. So, you yeah, know, you, you don't, try before you don't you work buy. your way up the rap ladder by buying N64 games sight unseen. Yeah, you don't get to be the king of the rap game just like grabbing Mace <laughs> of the Dark Ages that realizing how glitchy it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this yeah. is, uh, you know, I mean, what if Snoop uses Gamefly to this day? No. Oh. Then he's a reasonable uh, and smart yeah. video game player, not like us. Yeah, it's crazy. That there's like a system where yeah, you can he's just like, pay "No like, Man's Sky." I'm gonna, I'm gonna rent that first. Oh God, <laughs> I wish I had been Snoop Dogg in that situation. We should. I bought that game like a fool. Yeah, uh, we should get Gamefly Griffin. I just realized this now that you said it. Because we end up having yeah. to pay money for yeah. video games for this podcast that we could just be renting through a game rental service. <laughs> yeah, but exists. then we live in different cities, so it would still be annoying. Well, we'd switch it off or something. Okay, yeah, we can switch it off or something. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I had a bad that's idea. That's really funny. I remember I used to rent the entire Nintendo 64 from Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you could rent it back in the day. How much was it to rent it? Per I year? have no idea because I got my mom to do it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Mom yeah. dollars. Uh, so I'm not, it was mom money <laughs> with mom currency. I don't know. Ten mom currency. Man, she must have loved you a lot. <laughs> rent you the N64 week in, week out. Yeah, I mean, it was it was we definitely did it like three to five times, which is pretty crazy. I don't know. It seems like a lot. It seems like just buy the kid the console. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> um, but uh, so you uh, played video games as a kid. So video games yeah. were allowed in your house. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I had. I remember getting like uh, a Nintendo for Christmas, like probably like 1990, uh, and then only played the game that it came with, RoboCop, which was hard as fuck. Mm. Okay. Wait, can I say bad words on this? Oh podcast? yeah, no, uh, for like sure. RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RoboCop. Griffin, you shut your uh, fucking the R mouth. word. You can say the, you, the c word. Yeah. It's, to, it's 2018, man. <laughs> Cops a slur word. Uh, um, yeah, well, no, that's a fair point. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you got that. Yeah, so played that, and then it was kind of like um, like a Nintendo household for a long time. Uh, sure. Like, had the Game Boy, had that, like, that cord that would connect that you'd have to, like, turn the Game Boys on at the same time to play with a friend. The cable. Yeah. The, oh, my the, God. Whatever that was, the friend cable or whatever they yeah. called it. The Me cable and my cousin that used to play, like, like, Ghostbusters It was, like, Game three Boy. hours nice. of work to get, like, <laughs> your friend's starter Pokemon just so you complete the Pokedex. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that like was it was my... so cool because there was like that one Pokemon that you had to trade or whatever uh, yeah. to like get it on both sides, <laughs> and that just felt like a lot of teamwork. There were a few, you know? yeah. That was really <laughs> meaningful time for me <laughs> when I was young. Um, yeah, I I think like all of my Christmases are just like memories of like what game I got that Christmas <laughs> like PlayStation 2 like the second they gave it to me I was just gone for the rest of the day you're like sorry I know this is about uh, families and trees or whatever but today it's about Ratchet and Clank <laughs> um, uh, what a good so that's game cool that um, so you grew up in Diamond Bar but now you're out in LA doing comedy yes. how'd you get out here uh, I had been going to like uh the UCB since like it opened out here, mostly oh, for stand-up wow. stuff. Like I didn't know about improv until um, I saw like my first ass cat in like 2010. But I used to go to Comedy Death Ray all the time. I was a big like mostly because I was a big Mr. Show fan, and it was like uh, Ackerman and uh, B.J. Porter producing that show. Um, and then yeah, it didn't dawn on me that uh, I could try to do what they're doing, like do sketch, until a few years ago where I was just like. 
my friend was like, you should take an improv class. And I did for about eight months. And I was like, I'm going to do sketch instead. So. <laughs> right. But yeah, it is, it is like, it's a hard tight. It's a weird thing to get into. And it's even a weird thing to have to explain to people. Yeah. Uh, it's such a weird thing to, it's like, if you're doing something that takes a bunch of explanation, that's a pretty weird thing. Right? Yeah. yeah that's it's also like, <laughs> oh God. There's every single thing I do requires a lot of explanation. <laughs> uh, you'll see at the end of the show when I plug stuff that it takes a while to explain what's going on. Yeah, I need like the footnotes, footnotes for. Yeah, no, we have. There's an appendice in the show notes. Um, wait, there's actually. So, so you've been doing sketch. Like, what? What about? Because a lot of people on this show in the history have transitioned from improv to sketch. And like, what was what made you want to do sketch instead of it? Like, what about sketch made it like more alluring than improv? Um, I think it was like improv- wigs, Lorne Michaels, <laughs> yeah. New York City. Yeah, just just those <laughs> bright lights, those that Studio Eight and uh, <laughs> Rockefeller Center. Uh, no, it was um, I think I took improv because it's like I'd watched it. I'd seen a lot of good improv like before I started doing it and getting into the scene. And then I feel like once you you're in it then you start seeing a lot of bad improv because you're like going to go to these like terrible shows at, and you know, in like the loft at IO or whatever. Like, yeah. That is how they get you. Yeah. They, they, you come for the um, good improv and you're trapped by the bad improv until yeah, you die. It's like going to ASCAT weekend, weekend. You're like, Oh man, like yeah. it's so amazing. This is rock and roll. Yeah. And then you kind of see people like two years in and then you're like, Oh man, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's definitely like various levels. Um, and I think I took improv, like always in the back of my mind was like, oh, eventually, like I just want to get on like the writing side. Like it, it gave me like anxiety to like throw something out there and then just and then just have it disappear into the ether, um, and also not be able to, like edit it. So like yeah, like once I was able to take a sketch class, I took it, uh, and I I've never looked back at improv since. So <laughs> a healthy choice, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, it was like you know, Mr. Show, like even like all that, like you don't realize there was a lot of like sketch for children, like. Back in like the '90s, like Nickelodeon had like you know two sketch shows going on. That's and what I forget too. Is yeah, I used to watch the Amanda Show a yeah. lot. Yeah, and, like, that's that. a sketch show, right? Yeah. Technically, yeah. I mean, right? all that was like literally pitched as like SNL for kids. Yeah, SNL yeah. for kids. Which is yeah, why it's funny yeah, that it had Keenan Thompson, who's been on SNL forever. <laughs> that was similar for me with like comedy. It was like not really view like being like, oh yeah, I actually have been watching comedy my whole life. Yeah. in one form or another. It's just like it's hard to to think of it in such an abstract way. Right. Well, I mean because. Mm-hmm things you categorize like like kids show is a category for all shows for children like Mm -hmm. regardless of what genre they're actually in so you grew up being like oh yeah i watch all these kids shows i watch all the comedy it's like no what do you think fucking rocco's modern life was if not a fucking comedy you ding dong like (laughs) but i mean i'm guilty of that too like i just think that that's part of the way that we talk about kids entertainment and we give it short shrift because there's lots of good shit for kids out there Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the truth. I've been reading, rereading yeah. Harry Potter, so I'm really doing a lot of self-justifying right now. Um, uh, but you're on a uh, on a really good team at the Pack Theater, Doctor America, and uh, you guys uh, had a little mishap on YouTube, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The Logan Paul fallout on YouTube kind of screwed us over uh, because we had a. We had a video that got flagged and it was like one of those things where like we're like, oh, the video got flagged. So, we, you know, normally with YouTube, you have like two weeks to resolve it. But it was like the emails came like super quick. It's like this got flagged. Your channel suspended. Uh, all your videos are taken down. And we're like, what? And then <laughs> okay, was, so what exactly was getting flagged? So it was um, this video called it was based on Pokemon Go. And it's like someone sees a Pokemon, but also it's like that movie, The Blow Up, where it's like there's like a dead body in the background. And sure. this guy's just like so into like catching the Pokemon. The Pokemon he doesn't see yeah, it. he doesn't notice yeah. that there's a murder happening right behind the Pokemon. <laughs> um, and then I think that it was just after the Logan Paul thing with the Suicide Force, there, like YouTube was just like, all right, like zero tolerance, anything about that's comedy. Anything about death. Yeah, comedy it, with dead bodies in it, like it's a no go. If you're under like, you know, 5,000 followers, <laughs> we're deleting everything. So <laughs> don't worry, we've solved the problem. We're attacking <laughs> tiny people yeah. that have nothing to do with well, the situation. Meanwhile, Logan YouTube Paul is just making a ton of money still. <laughs> like, YouTube only hurts the people it's supposed to protect. I fucking, <laughs> I, so I, I, I work for a YouTube channel um, called Wisecrack, and after the Logan Paul thing, uh, our shit got all fucked up even though it's like a there's like two million subscribers or whatever so they didn't like shut our shit down or anything but like 
um, the algorithm just got changed in a major way because they were like they oriented it away from like YouTube native creator people. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, it's just all because of Logan Paul. Like the views <laughs> on my videos are down by like literally hundreds of thousands Jeez. because Logan Paul like can't fucking is the worst taste of anyone ever yeah. and it's yeah and it's not our fault oh youtube's the worst they punish I'm all still their part own of people. the low gang uh, well are, that's are too you, bad you, man you this patreon and stuff like that low gang for life yeah yeah i'm, do- I'm donating a lot Did you hear that mom money it's yeah it's 15 dollars <laughs> uh, for world of warcraft a month and then it's 25 dollars for logan paul did you hear about the this is like a couple months ago but you hear about the hilarious like other disaster Logan Paul had in the park in Chicago. There was mm-hmm. like the supposed to be this like veterans rally for Vietnam veterans. And he, Logan and Jake Paul didn't know about it. And so they were like, come meet us, meet up at the park in Chicago, hang out this time. And so there's <laughs> the like loudest, all these Vietnam, craziest people. All these like, Vietnam vets are like, man, I've been working my way back. Like, I can't believe like we lost Sully back in the marshes, man. I miss Rodriguez so much. And like thousands of screaming teenage girls like descend on their like <laughs> oh, vigil no. reunion thing <laughs> to see the Paul brothers. It's <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> ultimate disaster. Those fucking idiots. <laughs> okay, well, and, and now none of those poor guys can get YouTube channels. Yeah, except for yeah. <laughs> and, and Logan Paul and Final Logan Paul War, the King. Now. No YouTube. Um, <laughs> So, okay, Stephen, you said something and then we got distracted because that's sort of how the show goes. Um, but you mentioned that, like, you were a Nintendo household. Did you stop being a Nintendo household at some point? Yeah, I made the mistake of um, getting a, a Game Gear, which eight batteries, like, nobody's business. It was, like, six AA batteries. They'd last you four hours. And you'd throw no, them I've never played the Game Gear, but it looks like uh, something you'd buy at Radio Shack, right? And just yeah, like- it kind of had that, like, <laughs> it didn't have that, like, solid, like, the plastic of it yeah. wasn't, like, as nice as, like, the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was shinier. Yeah, it was, like, I mean, it just kind of looked like a big, giant version of the Genesis controller. Like, and even the Genesis controller compared to, like, SNES and the Nintendo controller felt cheap. Like, it felt like a Mad cats so you took a chance and you were instantly regretted it yeah i mean it was cool to for like a minute and then you just realized the the catalog of games just like sure. wasn't as fun as like what nintendo had for game boy and then like i also bought like a sega genesis because it was like the draw of like oh like like games you could play at the arcade you could play on the genesis but oh, then you realize yeah. man whenever i go to my friend's house and they have an snes like it's way more fun hanging out with them than right. at home playing, except for the Home Alone game on Genesis, which was super fun. I love that game. So yeah, I mean, so you got some good, some good old stuff. The Game Gear. Here's my thing with the Game Gear because you're out of the batteries, but those mm-hmm. batteries paid for some good graphics for a mobile game system back in the day. That's true. Yeah, like that shit looked like you were playing on like a regular <laughs> Genesis. It's yeah. just that yeah, it's just that it weighed like 58 pounds and <laughs> required 900 batteries. Yeah. <laughs> so are you still playing games like right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I I just got a Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Um, oh, love that yeah. game. That yeah. game is one of the best games for the PlayStation yeah, 4. The other day, I was just like, oh, man, I've sunk like eight hours into it. And I looked at the progress bar, 2%. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game that I, like you'll beat the game and be satisfied. It'll be like 55% down or whatever. Oh, really? There's like yeah. too many collectibles, I think. Uh-huh. But the story is really good. Yeah. And then just, just the battle. Sometimes when you're fighting one of those big robot dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Some of those, it's like visually unlike anything I've seen, really. Yeah, it's like, you know, that was kind of like i was just like looking for a game that didn't require like online play that sure. i could just like lose myself in for yep. like hours at a time and that totally hit the mark and then right now with the 3ds i bet i went through like uh uh just finished the first professor layton uh curious oh, village hell yeah yeah that was like all the visual novels like i kind of like missed out on all those like there's like a big gap in in gaming of about six years for me up until like a year ago and then um right now i'm doing uh the Phoenix Wright games. Oh, I was about yeah. to ask yeah. my Objection. fucking yeah. boy. Uh, <laughs> take that. They take that. Uh, I love the grandma security guard character. <laughs> yeah. She is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, Phoenix uh, Wright, Ace Attorney is truly a hero. They really, it is, uh, in terms of video games in general, I think they have some of the best characters, most defined, consistent, like funny characters of any franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really love their characters. Um, there's, I, there's so many people uh in that game that i love and it's really hard too i feel like right yeah there's somewhere like i was just like tempted like only one time i've actually done it but the the thought has passed through my mind like a bunch of times while playing it It was just like all right i just gotta like google how to like 
get the path right. Because oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I've done everything, I've presented all the evidence, I've asked, mm-hmm. I pressed them for oh, so many. I questions. had to look I it up like twice yeah. because, and the two times I had looked it up, it was like, well, I would have never figured that out. I would have wasted so much time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's great. Um, but uh, enough about uh, those games because we've got a very special game that we need to talk about. But I think first we need to get into a little bit of history about this game. The Human Corporation, a Japanese video game developer and publisher founded in 1983. The company is known for originating the popular sport games such as Super Formation Soccer and Final Match Tennis, but their premier achievement would be in a much different category of sport wrestling. This game distinguishes itself from others in the wrestling genre with its grappling system, which is primarily based on timed button presses and strategy. Another signature feature of the series was its edit mode, a character creation feature with many options to customize appearances, wrestling moves, and character AI behavior. This game would spawn many sequels in Japan, but it wouldn't be until 2001 when the game would reach North American shores for the Game Boy Advance, a series that has endured for decades of gaming. It continues to slam the world with new titles for Steam and PS4, even in the current year of our Lord, 2018. (laughs) This week, will the Game Boys be hero or heel in Fire Pro Wrestling? (laughs) Oh, Griffin, you got one of the two wrestling character types, right? (laughs) Yep, I don't know what the other one is. It's a baby face, (laughs) the heel baby yeah. face it's like our I'm, show i'm the dynamic like you're the heel and i'm the baby face of our show <laughs> i'm the resident uninformed for this episode yeah that's true are you so let's start <laughs> yeah. at the top steven are you a wrestling fan oh a huge wrestling fan okay fuck yeah okay cool yeah. griffin can just like cool. leave i'm gonna take a blink another heel move already <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you play before we actually get into, into this particular game did you play a lot of like the other wrestling games growing up like uh you're no mercies and your wwf or oh, wcw and all that yeah like um you know it's like always at the arcade what's like uh what's that like the one that was like it had like demolition and it had like ultimate warrior oh and it was yeah, like kind of like it was just like a button smasher yeah i remember uh, those old cabinet ones i don't remember yeah. what, which which one particularly yeah there's all those yeah, going back like yeah th- that one um played a lot of like the attitude era games for playstation uh for Sega had a uh, Monday Night Raw was like the Bret Hart Yokozuna like right before Attitude Era kicked in. Sure. Um and then uh yeah there's been a lot of wrestling games. Uh would yeah. you guys I, I feel like more than normal sports well, games? I, I think that part of it is that honestly for a long time there were a bunch of like there was WWE and WW and WCW for a while and so different people had licensing to the two companies. So yeah. there's always two games coming out. And then also mm-hmm. on top of that, no one really, it took a long time for them to even make pretty good wrestling games. And so people <laughs> just kept trying, like shitting out new versions that were totally different and shitty until like eventually made a couple that were okay. Yeah. There was like one, um, was it like no mercy? Yeah. That no was the mer- one that used like a Japanese, like fighting engine. Yeah. And that one was like, that was like the best, that, that that's the, best the game one. that made me regret choosing Genesis over N64. Cause I was like, Oh man, like no mercy. And I think it was like, the best-selling N64 game for, like, a long time. It yeah. might still hold the record. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely my most played N64 game at friends' houses in a major way. <laughs> um, that game's so insanely good. And, like, that actually, that one is kind of the most parallel to get to the game we're talking about, to, uh, I think, mm-hmm. Fire Pro Wrestling. Because um, Fire Pro, like like Griffin said, uses this, like, um, this, like, grappling engine and does a lot more with three-dimensional space. Um, so what... Wh- out of there's a lot of like I said there's are a lot of wrestling games that exist so why Fire Pro World uh for for today um it was I actually like so I had like a, a chipped uh PlayStation so like my cousin would just like you know they'd come in from overseas and just bring me like a sh- bunch of games um and one oh, of them that's so cool um my, my a friend a, a kid in my elementary school used to get the Pokemon's in, uh, from uh, Japan first yeah and he would play through them and not know what anything one was saying <laughs> yeah. but just like knew the structure of a Pokemon game yeah I mean that's <laughs> what happened the first Fire Pro I had was um it was just like a Japanese disc and I had to like hunt down this like PDF online and print it out so it's like 26 pages and I would have to like flip through it and be like all right what's this on the menu and then oh you would like decipher it that way yeah and then so I just got to the point where like yeah, it was all in Japanese, but I knew enough to where it's like, all right, this is how I get to like the King's Road mode. This is how I get to like mm-hmm. create a wrestler mode. This is how I do like death matches. Um, and I played that like literally until the disc like melted. Like, <laughs> like one day I tried to start it up 
and it would it just it boot up and freeze and i picked it out and i looked at it and like part of the cd had like a hole burned through it i was like what <laughs> i appreciate that you know like i kind of wish games would be like no i'm done yeah <laughs> yeah no it's it's nice when stuff can be broken or like physically damaged <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, broke it with love yeah we, have yeah, love we used to have all game. sorts of like love stuff that nothing got scratched so they couldn't you know watch or play anymore yeah like all those uh DS screens out there. It's just like mm. give it give a DS an eight year old, and then in a year that bottom screen you're not gonna be able to see anything. It's just gonna be scratched up. Yep. Oh yeah, dude, big time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I like that. Uh, sorry, I'm going to talk from a non-wrestling fan perspective. One thing I liked about this game was that you could like customize your wrestlers. Was that in the part of the original ones too? Yeah, that was like a like a big part of it. At least like the the versions I've played. So I've I'm, had. I'm all about character creation, you know. And yeah. like the more you can trick me into thinking it's an RPG, <laughs> even though it's not, like the more I'm in. <laughs> yeah, like because there's like a thing where like you you pick your your character, but it's also like if you're really into wrestling, you know, like there's like high flyers, there's uh, technical wrestlers that do. Lots of missions there are, are um, just big giant guys that you know like are just lumbering around and like you know it takes uh, a while to like chop yeah. them down tanks yeah. uh, spellcasters yeah. yeah, I get it yeah, no, yeah you got your different classes it's basically the same as World of Warcraft Griffin There's yeah. Not- <laughs> uh, and yeah it was like and then part of it was just you know making like the perfect like oh you take all your favorite moves and you throw it into one wrestler like all your favorite high flying moves and then you have another guy that's like all your favorite like power moves like mm-hmm. this guy gets all the different variations of a power bomb and he's just like a power bomb dude now which one were you because I'd totally be the guy who's light on his feet you know just getting the quick jabs oh, in yeah. dancing around yeah I was I like making like high flyers I like the the guys that would do like the the hurricane ranas and the uh uh you know just like any of the moon salts like top rope moves like slingshots out of the ring into the ring and stuff like that and they would and about this one because uh it was originally in japan they would bring in like all the uh japanese wrestlers and like their moves into the game is that was that something that would happen in other wrestling games or is that this game unique <laughs> for that no this one was um so this was like part of the draw for me to buy it was the fact that they had like i think they were maybe licensed through like one organization in japan and it might have been either all uh, all Japan Pro. I think it was or All Japan, Japan Pro. Pro was their was their first licensing agreement. The, yeah, and so those were like all the real guys. But then you would have like like these like bootleg where it's just like offshoot names for like you clearly knew it was WWF by looking at it. Oh, they but couldn't it name be, them that because they're copyright yeah, stuff. It was just like American Wrestling Federation. But then it's just like <laughs> that guy looks just like Stone Cold. That guy looks like The Rock. <laughs> Same move set. Um, <laughs> but you get like you know it's, ECW. It's w- Chili Rock, <laughs> not Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, and they gave them like ridiculous like what you would expect from like a Japanese company translating names to like, but not to like infringe on like copyrights so just give them them like ridiculous names sure um and then uh but yeah it was like ecw wcw wwf and then but they also had like you know like the various like five japanese wrestling organizations and they had like early like ufc guys like you could play as like chuck liddell or like as like tito ortiz like Mm. in these and then they had like you know like uh cage match options and stuff like that so you could actually play out like a like an mma fight and they had like you know um pancrase and pride fighters and stuff like that like not by name but you could tell who they were just by looking at their uh their avatar mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've always that that's one of my favorite things about the like early to mid 90s video games is the like failures of licensing <laughs> like one there's a game called international superstar soccer that they came out in the mid 90s for the uh n64 and they couldn't get the rights to any of the players' names. So every <laughs> single player's name is like a little bit wrong. Like it'll be like Danny Beachman instead of like David Beckham, or it'll be like Terry Henry instead of like Thierry Henry. Like they're almost the same. Yeah. I prefer that. Yeah. Dude, it's so uh, funny. So like now with like game modern games today, are they paying every single player for their name? They pay the company they play like the companies that own the teams or the team like management or whatever for the rights to the players. The teams own the player rights. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of like, like the UFC had a thing where they're like, when you sign our new contracts, like we get 
the use of your your likeness for forever but it was because they were like making a push like we just like they had just teamed with like ea to make a ufc video game so now it's like even though guys haven't found the ufc in like 10 years you'll still see them pop up in the games they, i don't think they get paid royalties or anything like that um but it's just like the ufc just owns their likeness for like video game purposes mm. yeah and there's deals like that with like lots of sports teams and, and with wwe and stuff yeah i think the only example was like michael jordan his agent specifically was like, you can't use my client in NBA Jam. So it's like the height of the Jordan era. And you're like, oh, I'm st- stuck with like Horace <laughs> yeah, Grant or- and Scottie Pippen. Like I can't even play with Jordan. All right. <laughs> Guess I'll use a Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Another very famous example of that kind of thing where a single individual like fucks with it is a Barry Bonds for MVP uh-huh. baseball 2004. After he'd just been like the home run record man for a couple of years wouldn't be uh-huh. in it like didn't give them license for his thing so there's just this guy named john dowd who doesn't even look like just barry. doing steroids in the dugout yeah who doesn't even look like barry bond it's just like a yeah. giant monster man doesn't look like at all just an asterisk like, next to his name yeah but just like hits a million home runs but they didn't have barry bonds they just have john dowd the unstoppable he just punches the baseball with his fist yeah. <laughs> now, we're, now we're talking some midway game shit which is very much my thing oh um, but like okay so to get back to the to to uh, Fire Pro, did you have a favorite from the series? Have you been playing like the most recent or no? Yeah, I haven't played the um, the one that just came out on Steam, uh, but I want to because it's that's the New Japan like partnership one, right? Yeah, they bring in all the players from that. Yeah. I saw the trailer, and uh, it's also uh, like online, so like we could all like join up and like play a game, and like it seems kind of fun actually. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna get it when it comes out on PlayStation, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think the PlayStation one comes out like in October or something no, like it that. Comes out yeah. in two, it comes so out like, two weeks from today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, October, August okay. 28th. Uh, oh, Dan, man. Dan Luxemburg and our great editor, Haley Clemens, birthday. Both my brother nice. and Haley's birthday is that oh, day. Happy birthday. And Fire Pro Wrestling. What a day August 28th <laughs> yeah. is going to be for me. Hey, you know what? For Haley's birthday, buy that game for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I'll do. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, you have to keep asking questions because at this point, I don't know what else to ask about wrestling. Okay, sure. <laughs> so let's, yeah, so let's talk about this. Um, so what did you think? One thing that, that Griffin pointed out, the thing is that part of what makes this game kind of interesting, and I hadn't played a Fire Pro game before, I played for this, is this mm-hmm. like grapple system yeah. where like everything's about like timing when you grab dudes and like how to move stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it like, I don't know, that was kind of crazy to me. And also, honestly, at parts of it, pretty frustrating <laughs> um, but are you like how do you feel about that part of the game like that kind of system and stuff? I mean I I loved it like immediately after because it was like kind of like when I first started playing the very first version it was probably like 98 99 or something so right around the time like I realized okay like wrestling isn't like a real thing it's like this like choreographed like performance wait um, when did you discover that I mean, it was like years before, but this was like when I like I think uh, Mick Foley's book had just come out. And so you kind of like more and more you were seeing like the inner workings of mm-hmm. wrestling without having to become a wrestler. Sure, um, sure. So it's kind of like, you know, in his book, he would talk about, yeah, like calling spots and like, uh, you know, wrestling in Japan and then having to like. You know, it's like this tradition of like, oh, if you're going against like one of the really established dudes there, your first match there, you got to like basically take all his most like hard hitting, most brutal looking moves mm. and then not complain about it. And then they're like, oh, this guy has fighting spirit or whatever. Ah, interesting. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but yeah. And then, you know, like I was like learning like the psychology of wrestling around that time was when I was, um, when I got this game. So it's all like there are various modes where there's like strong style where it's like you don't just win by like depleting. There's like no um, energy bar in the game. There's no like special move to like execute your finisher. It's all kind of based off like a rhythm and timing of the game, similar to like a, putting together a real wrestling match. Where it's like if you're if you sign up to have a, um, a strong style match in the video game, you have to dish out or you have to take just as much as you dish out. Like you have to like you have to let your opponent get to like, you know, wearing you down to the point where they're pulling off their most like uh, high impact moves and vice versa. And, um, and then you get the pin and you kind of get like a rating at the end. If you passed the match based off the criteria that you selected beforehand. Um, yeah, I think this will be such a cool lost thing. on a lot of people. Like, no, no, I mean, it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It's such a cool thing because like, I mean, there's a part of me that loves wrestling games, presenting wrestling as just like basically Tekken, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's something cool yeah. about that, but as someone who like works and does some stuff with pro wrestling shit in real life, mm-hmm. I I do think it's really cool that it gives you some sense of like there is like that there's like an art at play here that you're doing like it's a weird combination of like 
Tekken, like Fire Pro kind of runs with like Tekken and like Battle Chef Brigade or one of those cooking games uh. where like <laughs> there's this component of like how much do the judges like what you're doing as well as yeah. like did you win? Yeah. Um, and I think that yeah, that's a really style points. Like yeah, that's exactly I'm all style, about style points. points. And yeah, that's like snowboarding game is... games had style points. <laughs> SSX, you get style points. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's it's about there's like a style points element to it that I think is really cool because so much of actual pro wrestling is like just style points. Like that's all it right. really is. Like wins and losses only sort of matter. Sort of. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's like the objective of wrestling isn't actually to just like who can like slam the other's health bar down the most. It's like to put on a show. Yeah, it's like telling a story yeah. in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's not totally kill the business over here, Griffin. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it is very much like an art. It, it's an art form in a really cool way. And I think that this game is one of the only at least like and I didn't play too, too much of like the the modes. I mostly played the mission mode to like learn how uh, to play it. Um uh-huh. But this game did really seem invested in the idea that like wrestling is performative beyond just like fight time, which I thought yeah. was a really cool thing. It's like I hadn't seen a wrestling game before. Yeah. And then like uh, it was like one of those things where, you know, during the game, like you're fighting your opponent and like you guys both get tired out and then but you can't tell when it happens. You just kind of have to like read. It's it's almost like. You know, like in wrestling, calling it in the ring, like you're just like reading your opponent based off like visual cues and stuff like that, Um, because you'll see like your opponent like, oh, he'll finally have beat you down to the point where he can execute, you know, like a high impact move as opposed to like a lower medium impact move. Um, And that's when, you know, okay, this is like the third beat of this match. Like it's time to like kind of start wrapping it up and, you know, like getting all your big moves in and then both of you guys just go home like with a pin. So that's such a cool way to think about a game because like it, it is I mean part of wrestling and like I mentioned sort of earlier that there's always been this like struggle in video games to make a good wrestling game mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that comes it's about teamwork not competition right exactly it's like they make yeah. them into Tekken but wrestling isn't Tekken wrestling's like ice dancing yeah um <laughs> And yeah, it's like so, you gotta trust your partner because literally like with your life because you're you're diving around you're jumping around you're slamming them onto you know a ring that's just like mostly two by fours and like a one inch mat like yeah it's not a soft landing yeah absolutely and and there's just so yeah I don't know I think it's a really cool and really aware thing and it's also just cool that like having grown up playing WWE games and now being like I started getting into New Japan wrestling relatively recently I was very much mm-hmm. like a WWE NXT Ring of Honor guy for a long time, but now mm-hmm. I'm in New Japan and getting to play with all of these characters that are like I've only just recently like learned about <laughs> how cool they are has been extremely cool. Like uh getting to play with like Minoru Suzuki was like a big highlight for me. <laughs> um because that's a dude who I definitely like didn't know anything about like a year ago today, mm-hmm. you know, or like two years ago. But now he's like one of my favorite dudes and it's like, yeah. oh, cool. I have a feeling that I would actually really enjoy uh, like the, the Japan leagues of wrestling because, I mean, they do everything better. They do commercials better. They do game shows better. I mean, I'm sure they do wrestling better, too. Yo, yeah. Japanese I wrestling mean- is is orders of magnitude better <laughs> than. Oh, that's what the fucking. Now I remember the introduction for for what I was going to do for you for the intro. <laughs> oh, no, we were all missing that because um, I was going to make a Wrestle Kingdom joke anyways. Oh, um, nice. And then you uh, mentioned that you were going to and you still did it. Great. Well, now Moving make, on. What are we gonna, I can't just be like, yeah, I can't really do it now. Anyways. Um, but yeah, um, no, so Griffin, that's the game. That's yeah. the game, right? Yeah. And I think you would like Japanese wrestling is my point. That's what I wanted to I, how much is this game on Steam? Because I may download it for us all to play like sometime yeah. like, online. Well, I, I need like twenty four bucks play, or something. But it's like thirty dollars on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just well, maybe maybe me and you will split it, Lux. Let's get on PlayStation, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, because I mean, in terms of sports games, that's the closest you'll probably ever get me <laughs> to playing a Wait, sports game. Maybe so. Lux, well, did I, you ever? Wait, one day, if EA Sports ever recreates EA Sports big, per my millions of fan emails I've sent, <laughs> um, we'll get you playing sports games when like FIFA Street 2019 comes out. <laughs> what are you saying, Steven? Oh, Lux, uh, do you remember this like WCW game that like was like a Tekken like fighting game, but you could play in like like a, a beehive, and it'd just be like. The, there'd be like bees flying around like. yes which one was that there was like yeah where they Man. tried to like do they tried to like use the wc like they tried to use the video game thing to like capture the whole like wwe like yeah. we could have a, like falls count anywhere wrestling match thing 
and they just made yeah. it in the weirdest places. It, I just remember, yeah, so distinctly playing that game where it's just like, this is Bizarro World. Like, th- it's not realistic, but it's also like, it just like, it was a game that didn't know what it was. It thought it thought it was Tekken, but it also thought it was like a traditional wrestling game. And then just more gimmicks thrown on top of it where it's like, here's some weird settings to like, cover up the fact that like the gameplay sucks yeah, yeah. I, don't get me wrong i think we haven't we haven't mentioned this yet but it's it needs to be said that while this game we've talked very praisingly about i think wrestling games are some of the worst games ever made probably they probably have the most <laughs> most wor- like most losses right most win loss ratio yeah no wrestling games that. probably have historically <laughs> been the least good games like, like, right i mean <laughs> like, like i said there's been so so many of them like at the top but the, like a very small percentage of them were good. Like it's hard to fuck up a soccer game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's easy to fuck up a wrestling game because like yeah. no one no one really gets what they're trying to do because like you said it's like they're about they're co- it's a cooperative activity not actually a competitive one so it's hard to like construct mm-hmm. into a game that But how much did this game fuck up? We'll decide after this break. Now, we've all been in a thunderstorm with an umbrella. And we've all seen our umbrella fly away. But what if your umbrella could carry you with it to wherever you needed to go? That's right, it's time for the Flybrella. An umbrella so strong, if it wind blows hard, you'll just fly through the air like you're paragliding. And you can direct it to wherever you need to get to. My mom bought the umbrella, fine umbrella, and I haven't seen her since. She flew away. And see, if you want to leave a husband and a weird child, or perhaps get to work on time in a thunderstorm, there's only one way to do it, and that's the Flybrella. Easy to get, easy to use, and fun for the whole family. Bye-bye, mama. Hey, Internet, welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. I'm still your host, and I'm still Lux. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis, and uh, your guest is still Stephen Lowe, and we are at that part of the show where we time for us to rate that game, boys. Um, so here's how this works. Stephen, uh, you'll start because you're our guest. We're going to give this game a rating from one to five joysticks and a little bit of a summation mm-hmm. about why we give it the rating that we do. Um, okay. So you can start us off because politeness dictates that the guest goes first. All right. Um, for Fire Pro Wrestling, the entire series? Um, I guess for you, maybe, yeah. I've only played Fire Pro Wrestling World, so I have a pretty narrow okay. focus. <laughs> I don't know how you want to do this because it's a Man, little I, tricky. I'm going to break the rating scale because I'm going to give it a, a Kenny Omega uh, <laughs> like six-star rating, six joysticks. Whoa. <laughs> he brought an extra joystick to the battle. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. The classic Dave Meltzer, six stars. Well, what? Okay, yeah. so what about it? Like, so if five stars makes it like a perfect game, like what makes this like a transcendent game in the, in that kind of way? I think it was just like it's like a, a game that I still like play to this day, like on a little Game Boy Micro, and like it's yeah, it's just like that that one game that's just like man, I could just turn to it any time, pick it up and play. Like also like sit down for like four hours and just play. It's just. Like a staple. I don't know. How, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like a game that I think about a lot. And right to you, it's like just a pure form of entertainment. Yeah, like a platonic yeah. ideal like, of game. Like, yeah, it's just like the most ideal gaming experience I could possibly imagine. And the fact that like the graphics haven't changed in like twenty five years, it still looks like it's on like a sixteen bit like style. Like, but it's still so enjoyable, and there's so much depth in it once you really get into it. Like, yeah, perfect game All right. for me. Convinced, uh, earned six classic Dave Meltzer six star rating. Um, Griff, what about you? Nice. Um, you know, this sounds like a great game. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get to play it. I'm gonna play it probably later with you guys online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched a lot of videos and I, I like everything it's doing. I'm gonna give it, uh, you know, a four out of five stars. It's looking like a really solid game. Uh, the classic cool. Griffin watched the videos and thought they were good rating. Um, <laughs> um, hey, I play every game except this one. All right. I play this one. I'll play, okay, so. I'll give this one. Well, I'm going to give this one a 4.25 for the first time I've ever given us game that score. Um, because oh. I thought that the character <laughs> creation was insanely cool. I How thought interesting. that getting 4.25. access <laughs> to all of the wrestlers that I like and have like just recently come familiar with was really cool. I love the graphics, and then I thought the music was like shitty, but in like a totally perfect <laughs> wrestling game kind of shitty way. But what drove me crazy was I just like could not get the timing for the grapple mode down. Um, I'd yeah. have it going for like stretches and I would totally lose it and it would drive me <laughs> fucking insane. Um, and that may just be a user error, but like mm-hmm. I, it was crazy cause there'd be matches where I'd be like, Oh, I, I am perfect at this game and I can do it exactly right every time. And then there'd be other ones where it's like, Oh, I can't do anything. <laughs> and that just like got too frustrating, which is probably why I didn't play it for as long as I probably kind of <laughs> wanted to or could have. 
Um, so he loses a couple points, or like not even, he loses most of a point um, for making me cranky. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> uh, pretty much an almost perfect wrestling game. Definitely better than any other wrestling game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we are done with the part where we rate the game, but now it's time for everyone's favorite segment made entirely out of segments. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the segment segment, um, where we do segments. Uh, Griff, do you have one for today or is it just, uh, I do, I do have a segment oh, you today. Do? You said that like such a goblin. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, it's a brand new segment. Welcome to two truths and a high. Okay. Uh, I'm about to tell you three facts. Okay. Two of them will be truths. One of them will be something I wrote when I was hot. Okay. You, <laughs> you have to decide. A very good game. Which one is the high one? All right. <laughs> Fact number one. Player reaction to a simulated disease in World of Warcraft so closely resembled historical records about real plagues that epidemiologists are currently using the data from WoW to evaluate how people would respond to a potential future virus outbreak. Okay. Okay. Fact two, the famous character Tails from the Sonic the Hedgehog series was inspired from when the game developer accidentally ran over a large squirrel with his car. (laughs) Fact three... The little sisters in the popular video game Bioshock were originally designed as little mole sisters that would scurry about the levels and sing scary songs. <laughs> Gentlemen, which one is the high one? Uh, all right. Um, Two of these are facts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. Uh, Steven, do you want to go I'll first? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. The high one was B. You're going to say B? Okay, Lux, what do you say? All right, well, I'm telling you right now, it's not number one, because I've seen you be high, and the idea that you could be high and think of the phrase epidemiologist is out of the question. <laughs> yeah, especially because I stumbled over it. I definitely copy-pasted that from the internet. Yeah. Like, so that I, one, I couldn't even say the word. Like, I definitely so, didn't write it. So that but. one's definitely not it. But the other two both sound real, but also both sound like something that someone would say when they're stoned. Um, just for fun, I'll take C since uh, Stephen took B. Sure. Well, Stephen uh, wins. You're right. The uh, Tails was not inspired uh, from Roadkill. <laughs> well, could, um, you could totally just imagine the guy like runs over a squirrel and like splits it in half, and he's like two tails, two <laughs> tails. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like some weird, horrible thing. Uh, but yeah, literally the original design for the Bioshock little sisters were little mole people. Whoa. Um, anyway. That would have made the whole like decision calculus much different, much easier. Because right now it's like, should I save this little girl or do I like get the powers and be a monster? If it's like, should I save this freaky deaky creature? It seems like it should die, and it's an assault on God's earth. Like, All right, yeah. Uh, um, sorry to any mole people listening. We should be a little more sensitive. Half our listenership just bailed. Yeah. Um, sorry, so Lux, everyone. you got a segment? I do. Um, it's a variation on last week's "Is He an Orgy Guy?" segment. This time we're doing does he eat ass um, i'm going to name three video game characters and you guys will together and i can also help decide if they do uh. or do not eat ass the first, <laughs> we, may, we, we may need your help Lux. yeah well you know that's what i'm here for bud um so the first is everyone's favorite one-eyed spy snake pliskin does he eat ass Solid, sna- solid oh. snake Pliskin. Sorry, this the 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 James Bond snake guy, <laughs> snake from Metal Gear. Solid oh. snake. Oh, not the N sixty four like James Bond oh, uh, ripoff Gecko Man. No, I don't know what that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that is that Goldeneye? No, character? The, no. There's like an N sixty four game where a gecko is basically James Bond. Oh, Gex. <laughs> Gex. Oh, you're yeah, talking yeah, about Gex. That. Yeah, talking about Gex. I um, thought that's what you're talking about. Gordon, what's his character? It's a fucking Solid Snake from, from Metal Gear Solid. Solid. Does he eat ass? Yeah. I don't think he has time. I'm I'm going <laughs> to say because Snake is like seems like a, a worldly man that he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to agree with Steven because anyone can find time to eat ass. He has sex in the game. You're right. These segments just reveal my prejudices. Anyways, yeah, like, if I'm gonna eat ass, I'm gonna set aside a solid four and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> schedule like it out candles. in my high cow. Yeah, I can't eat ass until I have a secretary. <laughs> but that's, that's how you know you've made it. Um, all right. Next on the list is um, the character we should have done for last week's segment. It's Master Chief. Does Master Chief from Halo eat ass? No, he never takes his helmet off. Oh, dang. I didn't think of that. Yeah. 
that's that was the first thought that passed through my mind. So no, I'm gonna I, go. I thought no just because of his personality, but that's a much better reason. <laughs> and that's why Cortano's so cranky. <laughs> Cortano's like, please, and now she's like, this helmet stays on. Um, all right, and then funny that we mentioned James Bond because speaking of Goldeneye, I'm picking everyone's favorite character to play, Odd Job. Does odd job eat ass? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. He's he's right there. Unanimous. He's right yeah. there. He's right there. <laughs> not even a trip. Uh, um. Yeah, that would be that would be. Uh, he would have to put a lot of energy into not eating ass, right? <laughs> he'd have to wear very tall, or he'd have to wear very he'd wear stilts all the time if he wants to avoid eating ass. Um, he'd have to uh, wear a few mo- less hats. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't make any sense anyways um well you guys nailed it steven and i agreed exactly griffin i feel like you got the first one wrong um yeah. <laughs> and, and the audience, yeah, the and the audience feels that way too no, 2018 oh, eating we'll ass is them. cool um, yeah. but that's gonna wrap it up for uh today's show um steven though you've been an amazing guest where can the people who probably presumably want to see and hear more from you do so <laughs> on the internet or uh, anywhere else i guess yeah can, well can, can i plug my uh your podcast plug it all dude Please. all right yeah you could find me uh at malt couture uh that's the beer podcast we're at malt couture ddb uh on instagram um and yeah we're we just we're kind of like uh doughboys but with beer instead of fast food Whoa. um uh i am following you guys right now you guys have a lot of followers yeah we kind of had a um built-in audience alex kid the main host of that show uh you know he's been doing um beer reviews for the past eight years uh. over 3,500 beer reviews and oh. 1.5 million words. So, so he, so he earned it. Yeah. yeah so sounds then, like some kind of expert. We've been doing this for uh, three months. So <laughs> five. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No. It's a. It, this is a fun format. So. Uh, yeah. It's a great format. Like um, we we'll, we'll <laughs> changed to, today because we love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything uh, but, else? But any? go, follow that. Po- follow that. Uh, follow that Instagram right after you follow. Game Boys Pod uh, on Instagram, but sorry, do you have any more plugs? Oh no, that's it for me. Yeah. No, no, okay. Lux? I don't know if uh, yeah. someone wants to send like a WWE Network like uh, gift cards or something my way. You could you do oh. that too? Well, what could you buy with those? You just just uh, three months free of WWE Network. Oh yeah, like the cable subscription or yeah, something. Yeah, someone gave those to me through um, the Mall Couture. Uh, Instagram. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna save sixty bucks. He gave me two, two, three month cards. Hell oh, this yeah. is what I, this is what I want to mention. I went to one of the live shows for your guys' uh, <laughs> beer show, and you guys have the rowdiest fans. <laughs> like they were talking over you, and you guys like had mics. I think like, yeah. it, was, it was really yeah. funny, and they were that, all lawyers. That was the other. Uh, thing. Yeah, that's another crazy thing. It's like you guys, like you can't just put on a pair of shorts and turn into a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what you've described as how lawyers work they put on shorts and turn into monsters <laughs> yeah. like that's they wear the long pants and belts to keep it inside yeah. but once those achilles tendons are out no rules we've yeah. never agreed on something more um uh, on my side of things follow game boys pod on instagram that's what i'm solely promoting i'm focusing i'm channeling I, i'm sending followers to game boys pod um i feel like that's a coded message for me to plug that stuff so i will um follow the game boys twitter is at game boys pod on twitter right god damn it yes <laughs> You should know this. It is. I'm just confirming with you because I just plugged it in this morning. Um, (laughs) Not not a good excuse. (laughs) All right. Anyway, it's at Game Boys Pod on Twitter. Follow us there. Um, Also, you can follow me, particularly at ML Surfboard, and you can find the videos on Wisecrack uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Wisecrack on YouTube. And that's all plugged this week because the Indiegogo is not up yet for the wrestling show. YouTube, um, please shut down Wisecrack. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's my fucking job. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, we're doing the philosophy of dead bodies this week on Wisecrack. <laughs> the philosophy of corpses. Um, they're creepy. Um, all right. Anyways, um, the big the big theme. <laughs> all right. So this has been an episode of the Game Boys podcast. You already know that because you listened to the whole thing. If you got this far, my name is Lux. I'm your host your co-host griffin davis your guest is Stephen lowe your editor is Haley clemen your intro and outro music is by matthew morden and your art is by Brittany metz goodbye internet we love you very much yeah fire pro wrestling yeah, too sweet lux through screen yeah oh yeah <laughs>